This is Health Matters with Robin Louise, sponsored by Michigan Primary Care Partners on WBRN. Health Matters is a paid program which does not reflect the opinions of the management of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. And now, here's Robin Louise. Welcome back to Health Matters. We are Robin Louise, and this is, uh, we're getting ready to go into segment two, but we're talking with Dr. Harpreet Singh from Michigan Primary Care Partners, and he was talking about headaches with us, and now we're going to uh, continue that segment of uh, what he was saying about headaches and how you can differentiate the different styles, I guess you would say, of headaches. So here's Dr. Harpreet Singh from a previous interview that we had done with him a little while back. We're discussing headaches today, and now on the last segment we were talking about the location of the headache, um, and I kind of cut you off. Did, did, you, uh, did you get to that? It's important to ask the location of the headache. Did you get everything uh, that you wanted to say about that? You know, location and then, you know, asking about the grade with it. I don't know whether we wrote that, um, you know. So, you know, in grade, how do you grade your headaches from 0 to 10? You know, mm-hmm. above 7, that means the, it makes you cry. So if the patient says, uh, I have a worst headache of life, you know, don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Worst headache of the life is usually uh, emergency. So you don't ignore this because it can be, hemorrhage, subarachnoid mm-hmm. hemorrhage, or it can be orbital cellulitis or infection of the orbit. Other thing is venous sinus thrombosis. You know, everybody focuses on subarachnoid headaches, you know, worst headache, worst headache of nobody misses. Even the medical students will not miss subarachnoid, <laughs> you know, subarachnoid head na- headache. So our brain is like a box, okay? So you can imagine this box and there are layers around this box. There are three layers, pia matter, arachnoid matter, and dura matter. The arachnoid matter has subarachnoid layer or a space where the blood vessels are there. Which, and this, these three layers are called meninges. So when you get infection, of meninges, which is called as meningitis. It is basically the infection of the covering of the brain. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you get infection of the brain, it's called as encephalitis. It's the inside portion. But the covering of the the, uh, brain is called as meninges, and the infection is called as meningitis, and there are three layers, and one of the layers is called as arachnoid layer, or arachnoid, Mm -hmm. and under that space is called a subarachnoid space. And in the subarachnoid space is the circle of villus, or the blood vessels, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Yeah. And from there, it supplies the brain. So if the hemorrhage is present in that layer, that is called as subarachnoid headache. If those blood vessels rupture, because the space is very tight, and that's where you get a stroke. 
okay. So that is the stroke in the subarachnoid hemorrhage, the bleeding stroke. Okay, got it? Mm-hmm. Easy to understand? Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of easy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, you know, again, I'm trying to make it very, very easy for the listener also. Mm-hmm. So, worst headache is not only present in the subarachnoid layer. That, not only that, but it can also present as a cellulitis of the orbits, or it can present as a venous sinus thrombosis. Mm. So, if the blood goes to the brain, through the circle of virus, it has to come back also to the heart, right? Mm-hmm. What goes in has to come out, right? Right. So there are venous, there is a venous segment or the venous part where the blood comes back, okay? And that area is draining our face also. That area also has nerves in it, okay? So if you get thrombosis of that area, you will get severe headaches or the blood clots in that area, like in our legs, Mm -hmm. you will get headaches. So if you get the point, the take-home point in this is, if you have the worst headache of the life, don't sit home. Call Get it nine, checked out. Yeah, yeah. call 911. Okay. okay. And now we've asked what's important about the location. What's important to ask? Uh, why is it important to ask and know the duration? So, again, duration is very, very important. Again, the most important thing is if there is a long-standing headache, you know, the headache started in your, you know, 20s or 30s and, you know, then it's probably a chronic type of headaches like tension headaches, like migraines, like cluster headaches, but still we don't ignore it. It's a long-lasting. Some women will come because during the menstrual cycle they will have that pain and it is a cyclical pattern. And then when you ask them to make a logbook, again, headache logbook or maintaining a headache journal is very, very important to figure out that. So how long does it last? Sometimes they will say, you know, they will get before the periods are coming. Mm -hmm. And they will have the exact date chalked out for their headaches. So it's very easy if we see the pattern of headaches. Very, Mm -hmm. very important. And, you know, I had a patient who had you know, headaches and anxiety because she got a new, you know, this uh, oral contraceptive, or not the oral contraceptive, the new patch for the contraception. So all these new medications, because they are hormones, they are steroids, they are hormones, they will change the pattern of Mm. your body physiology and all. So anyways, coming to the duration, so if the headache, this is the most important point, if the headache hap- happens after 50 years of age, okay, mm-hmm. don't ignore that headache. That headache probably, probably is due to the tumor. So it can be due to COPD and other things also, but most probably it is due to something is going wrong. You know, lymph. You know, if it is an HIV patient, then it can be the, due to the lymphoma or there can be infection if it is toxoplasmosis. But if the patient is 50 years of age and older, always get it checked. Always get it checked. Always get to your doctor and tell the story what happened. So very, very important. 
So not only for how long these headaches are going, and the other thing in duration is that you have to tell the doctor when this headache happens, how long does it last? Mm -hmm. Like a cluster headache usually will last about 30 to 45 minutes. Migraine headaches usually will last four hours to 72 hours. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And then, you know, and then, you know, you have the tension headaches, which will probably start, it has a, you know, diurnal pattern, means it goes up and down, it varies. The variation happens as the day progresses, it gets worse as the day, you know, in the mm -hmm. morning. So very, very important. The two important questions in duration are, how long does the headache last? And how long the headache has been going on? So that's why you need to ask the onset of the headache, right? And the onset, you know. So when did the headache started? Right. Very, very important. Did it start suddenly or gradually? Very, very important. So sudden headache is, you know, something going in the brain, hemorrhage, stroke. Very, very important. Venous sinus thrombosis. And they, these headaches are called as thunderclap headaches. Like it will come as an explosion and severe headache. And we need to rule out with the help of a CT scan. Why? Because if there is a, there are two types of stroke, bleeding stroke and there is an ischemic stroke. The first step you want to rule out is if there is a blood in the head, if there is a blood, then you cannot give a special pharmacological agent, which is we call as tissue plasma or TPA to open up the blood vessels. Mm -hmm. So we cannot give that. So first step you do is, is we do a CAT scan to rule out if you have a hemorrhagic stroke or you have a bleeding stroke, which is about 15% times, 85% times it's an ischemic stroke where the cholesterol plaque or the ischemia has happened to the brain because the blood vessels which were bringing the blood from your heart into the brain, are they blocked or they had a clot going over there which blocked the blood vessels and you had a stroke because that can be opened up with the TPA. But if you give a TPA to the hemorrhagic stroke, then he's going to bleed to death. Wow. So you really, that's, I guess that's why doctors need to know what they're doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, it, it, it's, it's a blessing to help, uh, help patients. It's a, it's a, it's an awesome feeling. Why is it important to ask the characteristics of a headache? So, you know, sometimes what happens is, you know, patients will present that dark, you know, I was shaving and there was a sudden feeling over here, lasted for a few seconds to describe in their own words what exactly, it's a sharp shooting pain or there was numbness and tingling over here while they were washing or brushing or cold breeze when they were, they had rolled down the windows. So they will, that kind of headaches will give us the pointers towards the headaches like trigeminal neuralgia. You know, it gives us the guidance to the treatment faster. So sometimes the patients will, you know, say, you know, I have a deep, heavy pain in the brain, which might be due to the lesion. And the corrector 
is usually, you know, I have a pulsating headache, migraine, or in a cluster headache, throbbing, pain behind the eyes. So basically asking the patient, can you describe the pain in your own words? And that is, do not lead the patient. Do not ask the close-ended question. Ask for the open-ended question. Mm -hmm. Because Maybe. you want to get their answer, you don't You don't want to answer it for them. For them. Yeah. So ask, if the patient is asking yes and no, that means they are answering close-ended questions. Right. Never ask a close-ended because this will lead you to a wrong direction. Mm -hmm. now, and then that leads us to a next question is why is it important to ask the time of day for the headache? Because of that same thing? Because it ties in with what they could be doing? So early morning headaches are basically due to high intracranial pressure, high pressure in the brain. They're usually associated with nausea and vomiting. My patient, you know, had nausea, vomiting, pressure was high. There was, sorry, there was no vomiting, but there was nausea. Mm -hmm. Some nausea was there. That's how, you know, I, I don't remember the exact details, but that was the nausea. So, and that really helps to figure out what exactly is going on. And the morning headaches will really tell us what exactly is going on. Mm -hmm. And and that goes along with, to, it's important to ask the occasion of the headache too. And does that mean like a wedding? <laughs> <laughs> no, the stress will cause a lot of uh, problems, uh, but uh, you know, the the tension headaches. You know, when you are in the office, you know, I usually tell uh, you know the patient this story. You know, if your headaches are going up and down every day, up and down, mm -hmm. usually the headaches are worse about at three p.m. or four p.m usually related to the tension headaches and gets better after they go home, those tension headaches. Mm -hmm. So is it related to, you know, they were doing office work or in trigeminal neurology, patient shaving or brushing and the headache during the sleep is a cluster headache. So occasion, what are they doing at that time? Well, how how about headaches? And I don't know. I'm I'm not sure of this, but also like since you're talking about work, and being at work and things, when you're like if you're working on a computer all day, does that is that tension headaches? Then if you're working, if if the way you're sitting or posture or something like that, can that cause tension headaches? That's why I called you Doctor Rob Bennett. <laughs> That is the only reason, because you ask such an intelligent question. You're just a little step ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. All I'm, right. going to, I'm going to discuss about the anatomy, why okay. you're so the eyesight, the blurring vision, the computer, the ears. You're just step ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I was. I thought we were at the part there that I could, uh, I could throw that one out there. Smarty pants. <laughs> Well, why then we've got uh, about a minute to uh, answer this. I don't know. Why is it important to ask uh, radiation of the headache? And what does that mean? So how does the headache spread? Okay. Okay. Is it coming from the back or is it coming from the front? So if the headache is starting from the back of the neck, it comes to the front and or it stays over there. So if it is a tension headache, usually it starts at the back and comes in the front. If it is a cervical spondylosis, or what happens is it starts 
in the back and may go in the down or in the up upward fashion sometimes the pain radiating uh, you know around the your face you know is mm-hmm. around the trigeminal nerve so you can imagine forehead and divide your eyes to your angle of the mouth there are two divisions so if the headache is spreading like this in this fashion so on on one side of the face that is usually tri- trigeminal neuralgia we always rule out shingles very very important mm-hmm. because the nerves can get affected in the shingles i had that in my eyes I, eyes yeah that and is, it went in my head so it yeah, is very it very dangerous you know yeah uh, so it was very painful. painful and i don't get headaches normally so it really we that, should, you should tell the story man now you have already discussed the no hepa you next segment <laughs> this, this is important right <laughs> yes all right that was a previous talk with dr harpreet singh from michigan primary care partners and I will discuss uh, my shingles experience coming up in segment three uh, when we return after this. This is Health Matters with Robin Louise, sponsored by Michigan Primary Care Partners on WBRN. Health Matters is a paid program which does not reflect the opinions of the management of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network.